Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a podcast where we speak candidly about all things health and well-being. My name is Christine Glissman, and I'm a health educator and health promotion services here at UC San Diego. On this episode of Live Well, Be Well, I'm going to discuss the seven, yes, you heard right, seven types of rest we need to take care of our holistic health and well-being. So we hope you get inspired, we hope you feel connected, and we hope you discover new ways to live your best life. Let's get started. So do you feel like you're chronically tired or fatigued? Do you feel burnt out? Do you feel like day after day you can't think clearly and your motivation is at an all-time low? Do you feel irritable or easily annoyed? If you answered yes to some or even all of these, you may be in need of some major rest. And you're definitely in need of listening to the rest of this podcast episode. So if that is the case, just know that you are not alone. School, working, living that grind, it's not surprising that many of us can feel this way. So Renee, the mental health educator in our office and one of my coworkers, recently sent me a TEDx video called The Real Reason Why We Are Tired and What to Do About It. Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, a physician and researcher, explained that humans actually need seven different types of rest. So on today's episode, we'll be exploring these different types of rest and hopefully empowering you to get the rest you need in order to feel relaxed and recharged and give you the strength and energy to refocus your sights on the present and the future. So to begin, I want to start off by making a distinction. Sleep and rest are not the same things. Sleep is a form of physical rest, so just one of the seven types of rest. So to use this as an example, have you ever noticed that even if you get the recommended seven to nine hours of sleep each night, you still don't feel like you've slept? So of course, this could be partially due to a lack of sleep quality. So indulge me while I talk about that for a bit. Quality sleep is a measure of four things. One, how long it takes you to fall asleep. Two, how many times you wake up throughout the night. Three, how long you stay awake when you do wake up during the night. And four, the amount of time you actually spend sleeping. So to figure out your sleep quality, you first have to figure out the time spent in your bed with the attempt to sleep. So you take your total bedtime in minutes and subtract both how many minutes it took you to fall asleep and how many minutes you spent awake during the night. Then then when you have that number, divide that by the total time in your bed with the attempt to sleep and multiply that by 100 to get your sleep efficiency percentage. Ideally, we want this percentage to be about 85% or higher. So you can improve your sleep quality by reducing the stress throughout your day, not consuming alcohol or cannabis before bed, exercising more, among a plenty of others. Now, if your sleep quality is adequate, however, but you're still experiencing these symptoms, then you could have a rest deficit in any or multiple of the seven rest areas. So let's spend some time and talk about what those are and how to restore them. So one of seven is going to be that physical rest piece. So of course, that does include sleep. That does also include maybe taking a quick 20 to 30 minute power nap. Unless you're already having difficult with your nighttime sleep, then you may want to skip a nap. Or it could be practicing a relaxing yoga or stretch routine or getting a massage or practicing self-massage. 
Rest number two is mental rest. So this could mean that we need to be scheduling short and long breaks throughout the day to kind of recharge. Or it could mean jotting down any thoughts or ideas that might be nagging you and keeping you up at night. So keeping a notebook or something near your bed or on you throughout the day if you're having trouble focusing on tasks you need to complete. Jotting them down. A lot of mental noise going on can cause a deficit in this sort of mental rest. Number three is creative rest, which could look like creating a work and living space that inspires you, like adding images and objects that are uplifting, or it could be allowing yourself the opportunity to find comfort and solace in creative self-expression, poetry, singing, your dance moves, whatever that looks like. And it could also mean going outside and being inspired and grounded by the natural world. So just spending time around images, objects, art, music, anything that kind of can be created or spent kind of outside of our normal day-to-day. Number four is emotional rest, which could look like creating time and space to freely express your feelings, whether that's through journaling, therapy, talking to a trusted friend or loved one. To also restore this, we could look at trying to minimize people-pleasing. That really sucks the energy out of our emotional rest bank. So really strive to honor yourself and also your needs can help restore that specifically. And also taking steps in living and speaking your truth. So again, being able to ask for what you need, setting boundaries, any of those things can help you protect that emotional rest. The fifth example of rest out of the seven is sensory rest. So we're constantly surrounded in the world by noises, people, cars, things to see, bright lights, all of those things, which can create a deficit in our sensory rest. So in order to restore that, it would look like periodically, maybe taking a moment to close your eyes and quiet your environment, especially if you feel yourself being overwhelmed. If that proves to be difficult or you don't have the time or space to be able to close your eyes and where you're at, or say you live with other people or live in high traffic areas, maybe using earplugs to also block out external distractions. So closing the eyes or maybe trying to reduce any of the noise around you. This also means intentionally unplugging from your electronics and any other forms of technology. Getting a rest from all the things that we see on our screens, the bright lights, the constant input of data, taking a break from that can help us restore the sensory rest. Number six is social rest. People can be draining, especially if we're not on the same wavelengths or maybe we're having some difficulties in that relationship. So in order to get social rest, that looks like surrounding yourself with positive and supportive people. People that you can be absolutely yourself around. The seventh one and the last aspect of rest is spiritual rest. 
to receive this or restore this, we need to engage in something greater than ourself. So that could look like prayer or that could look like meditation or maybe community involvement in some way. It could be service work. It could be helping someone out, helping a neighbor out, helping a friend. It's just doing something beyond just yourself. That is what can be very helpful in restoring the spiritual rest. So those were the seven types and examples of how to gain that type of rest. If we can restore and balance these types, we might notice that the symptoms we mentioned earlier, all that fatigue and irritation start to maybe disappear and we actually feel awake and well rested throughout the day. So that concludes this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you like what you heard and would like to learn more about these topics related to health and well-being, there's much more to come. Be sure to check out our website, healthpromotion.ucsd.edu, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under at UCSDHBS. Stay tuned for our next episode of Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you. And remember, to be well is to live well. Oh,